Bedtime stories from the Kafue National Park. Masie, the elephant bully. Masie was a two-year-old baby elephant who did not have his parents around. He had been left to take care of himself after his mother and father had been gruesomely taken away from him by local poachers. Afraid and alone in the park, Masia would sometimes be a big bother to the local ants as they walked to the other side of the park in search of food to store in preparation for winter. Masia had taken interest in Komani, a fire ant who was yellowish and brown in color. I am the largest animal in this national park, Masia thought to himself, and everyone should be afraid of me. He would blow his trumpet with pride as he walked around day after day. Komani was well known by the fire ant colony for her hard work, strong will, and curiosity. She had a clever ability to identify several food hubs without worrying about how far she had to go. It did not matter how harsh the weather was or how rough the walk was on the wet, cold ground. Masie, the elephant, had noticed how hard the tiny ant would work because he would always bump into her whenever she went in search of food. Masia knew how big and powerful he was. His large body, fierce energy, and piercing trumpet sound commanded fear and panic amongst the ants. He would often harass them, particularly Komani. This went on and on for a long time. Day after day, the poor ants were always scared trembling as they worked. One bright, beautiful morning, Masia went to the river and had a very naughty idea. He collected water in his trunk and walked over to the home of the ants. With a big blow of the water in his trunk, he sprayed water all over their anthill. The ants woke up to a flood and were extremely enraged. We have to do something about this. Komani exclaimed, we cannot endure this any longer. Komani summed up the courage and approached the elders for advice. This matter was complicated as the elephant was the largest animal in the park and needed to be handled carefully and with plenty of wisdom. The eldest living aunt, Mbuya, grandfather Sugyo, thought long and hard about this issue and responded. Many years ago, our ancestors faced something like this. I will guide you on what we shall do. Tomorrow, this will come to an end. Komani rose before light and left the entire ant family sleeping, ready to follow the guidance that she had been given. She was afraid but realized that the success of her mission was very important. If she did this, it would make the lives of the ants much easier. So with courage rising inside her, she walked on to find Masie. When she eventually saw him, the park giant was sleeping deeply, enjoying his rest. Komani crawled swiftly into his trunk and began to bite him. The sharp pain woke the elephant up and he started to cry. He could be heard over nine kilometers away. All the animals in the park woke up suddenly, startled and afraid of the thunderous noise. Masia was hurting. He tried everything he could do to get Komani out, but the little ant only bit faster and harder. Two long hours went by, 
and the elephant could not take it anymore. Please, Masia begged, if you stop, I promise never to bother or hurt anyone from the ant kingdom ever again. Upon hearing this, Kom marched out of the elephant's truck victoriously. It was only then that Masia realized how powerful the ants were and that they deserved respect and kindness too. After that day, Masia lived happily in harmony with all the ants and other animals in the park became his friends and took good care of him too. Hello, my name is Togo Zilengwenya. I am the author of Bedtime Stories from the Kafua National Park. These stories are based on animals in the Kafua National Park and in as much as they are captivating for young people, they are also entertaining and they teach valuable lessons about life that the young readers can use as an anchor to navigate through different challenges that may arise in their lives. I wrote the stories to leave something for my children because life is fragile and nobody is here forever. And I needed to leave them a guide, a moral compass that they could turn to, that they could lean to, even if I wasn't alive and I wasn't there, they would be able to look to something for guidance. And I wanted it to be entertaining, but more so I wanted it to have lessons that they could use to help them navigate through things that life would throw their way, challenges and the like. I am an emotional writer. And unlike other people that are gifted to write <laughs> at any given time, uh, my writing is greatly emotionally motivated. And so when I experience something, when I, when I feel something or I see something that really touches me and connects with me, that is what fuels me to write. And in that moment, I'll give an example. It took me less than a week to write these four short stories because something had emotionally triggered me. And, and so I wrote them quickly. Other times when I have to have to write, it's more challenging. But my flow is seamless when it's emotionally motivated. The book is dedicated to four categories of people. <laughs> and the first one, the first category of people is actually my parents. They are both deceased. This was me trying to make my parents proud. I lost my parents at a very young age. And so writing this for them is my way of <laughs> showing them that I, I carried on the lessons that they instilled in me, the morals, the manners. Um, it's also dedicated to my two children, Liselia and Lerato, because everything that I do is for them. The third person is my grandmother. I am very close with her. Um, she's raised me. This is also, again, my way of making her proud. <laughs> and the fourth one is my bonus mother, Mama Dorica Lenpati. She gave me a beautiful gift, which was an education. And this is my way of, again, making her proud and showing her that her blessing didn't go to waste. It's, it's something that I use every day. From the title, I'll say that it's a bedtime story. Not strictly, <laughs> but 
but um that was the goal in mind usually when i when i when i put my children to bed my daughter all the time for the longest time would say mommy please tell me a story tell me a story tell me a story and so this was actually motivated part by that i imagine putting a little one whether it's your daughter your son your niece your nephew someone you're a guardian over and they're in bed and before you go to bed and you fiddle in bed something to calm you so i'm i'm imagining a child in bed with a blanket and a pillow a more senior person reading this to them their guardian their parent and this taking them to bed setting them to be relaxed as you wind on your day and you want something to soothe you this is what i would imagine it to be <laughs> your last thought before bed something very personal that i haven't shared generally is masia the elephant bully my daughter unfortunately was bullied for 2 years at the school that she used to attend before her current school now and we addressed this issue with the teachers through 2022 we addressed it we asked for consultations with the parents to the boy that would bully her he would bully her because he always had takeaways and i make homemade lunches for my kids he bullied her about anything he could find and it started to affect my daughter's self confidence and until this year term 2 it actually now started to affect her work and then we realized that the school unfortunately was not being supportive the teacher more so uh, because we found out later that the teacher never went to the head of the school to report to until when we pulled the kids out of the school and now it's no longer an issue because at her new school everything is fine but it even affected her to a point on her first week of school her first day she the school called me and said she had a headache and when i picked her up i said what happened to the headache she said mommy i thought i was going to get bullied at my new school and so these are things embedded that we've experienced or i have experienced i realized that if i've experienced them or we've experienced them other people have experienced them the other story mavuto and the vegetable potamus is a story and a friend and how we've gotten each other through different challenges in our lives and so yes the stories in the book have pieces of my character in almost each and every <laughs> in each and every story of it i would say yes i'll be honest and say that i've actually received a lot of great feedback positive feedback from the book i'm not sure whether it's because i'm the author <laughs> and they didn't want to be too honest the stories that are really appreciated because i used local names in the book i think a children's genre is a genre that's been neglected in zambia by zambian authors because if you remember when you and i were in school we didn't have zambian or african authors and even currently in libraries there are number of zambian authors who've written books for children you could count that on your hands if i'm not mistaken or if you would agree with me and so there's been a lot of excitement that zambian authors are writing for zambian children using zambian names referring to animals that are found in zambia and this is not where the animals are not on this continent and children can't easily relate to what those animals are or the names that are used in addition the length of the stories too long not too short just right enough for a child to be engaged to obtain the lesson 
and to follow through. I've been complimented about the graphics, which I didn't do myself, but that the graphics used the pictures were engaging and appealing for children and that it would make a child really want to grab a copy of the book and read it. I really want to encourage parents to bring about conducive environments where their children can read. I understand that we are in a world filled with technology, there's television. However, reading got me through a lot of difficult things in my life, like the loss of my parents at a young age. I was able to be transported to a safe space and a safe place where I learned a lot of things. And not only did it improve my grammar and vocabulary, but it was entertaining for me. And I just don't know how, would I, how I would have done it without books. And I've noticed that we're, we're drifting away from that. I would really want to see Zambian children reading, reading books and not so much on social media reading posts, but reading books. You know, the mind of a child is a sponge. And that's the best time where you can, you can grow your children's grammar, their comprehension, their understanding. And the, the things that they can learn is endless from books. So that's really, really important to me. Let's encourage our children to read. Let's read as, as adults ourselves. Secondly, is the stories are fun, I would like to think. <laughs> but every story has a valuable lesson in it. It's great to read a fun story, but what values are we instilling within children? What morals are we instilling? The first story that I just read was about Masia being a bully. So many parents, like I alluded to my personal story, the parents of that child I was told by their teacher knew that their son was a bully but didn't address it because they were too busy. As a result of that, my child suffered two years of being bullied because the parents would never show up for the consultation meetings and that affected my child's self-confidence. It affected her education. What are we doing as parents to teach our children better? They are the future of this country. And so the stories here have morals that they teach children how we should go an extra mile for our friendships because I also believe in social capital and we show up for people by being honest, being genuine, being trustworthy. Jumani, the other story, it's about where someone takes from someone that's not theirs. What are we teaching our children? Are we ignoring certain negative attributes that we in our homes recognize? Or are we willing to address these issues and build better characteristics in our children and build the upright moral standing of our children? And thirdly, I want the children to have fun. Reading is fun. It's not boring. <laughs> my son was saying to me, because he's older than my daughter, he said to me, the books I'm reading now have less and less pictures. And I said to him, unfortunately, as you grow older, the pictures are going to be less. So you have to hang on. And so that's why I was very deliberate about the pictures and how I carefully created with the designer each and every picture, because there's so much you can do with your imagination. Your imagination can take you to places where an airplane ticket cannot take you, where a vehicle cannot take you. The mind is a beautiful place. And if we can create beautiful spaces within our children's minds for them to explore, I think we would have done quite a lot.
as as parents, as guardians, as uncles and aunties, as adults in this society. Thank you for having me today. My name is Togo Zilengwenya. This was Lemba, the Africana author space. <laughs>